you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up? Welcome to another edition of Locked On NFL. I am Tony Wiggins. My partner, James Rapine, is with us, too. What's up, James? What's up, Tony? How you doing, my man? Man, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. We're going to get right down to it. We're going to let everybody know what we're doing here today. First segment, I want a Bengals report. I want a Joe Burrow update, and we're going to run through that and let you do that since OTA started. It seems like when we do the national show, we kind of avoid Jacksonville and Cincinnati because we get a chance to finally talk about something else. But I think Joe Burrow's huge. Uh, and we're going to run that down. Uh, second segment today, we'll go through the quarterbacks with a lot to prove, and we'll name five guys, and we'll go back and forth to see which one of those five veteran guys has the most to prove. And then the NFL in the third segment, we do the draft stuff. We're going to talk about how they sort of struck gold with the free safety position, and that free safety position over the years has been very, very difficult for teams to find players. But first and foremost, you are OTAs today for the Bengals. Let's get a Joe Burrow report. The guy was the number one pick last year in the draft. So uh, he got injured. Obviously, we know about that. So everybody's intrigued, including me. How's he doing and what's it going to be for him coming up this year? Yeah, I think he he answered a lot of questions on the first day of OTAs because he didn't hide from the media, wasn't shy about uh, throwing in front of the media, jogging, doing high knees, all the stretches, a little karaoke drill where you're putting one leg in front of the other and twisting your hips. Um, you know, he, he answered the bell. Now, did he do every single thing that uh, the other players were doing? No, but he did about 95% of it. And if it wasn't for a brace on that left knee, and a big brace, by the way, right. uh, th then I, I don't think we would have really noticed that Joe Burrow was limited. So uh, it, it's certainly a step in the right direction. I asked him afterwards, because he did speak with the media, where he thought his knee was. And he said it's in the 80 to 85% range, and now it's just about getting it stronger between now and the, the start of the regular season. So uh, all systems uh, go, uh, it seems like, for Joe Burrow, and he's uh, just six months after the injury. So he feels pretty good, certainly confident, and threw the ball pretty well. Yeah, I talked to the Jaguar Nation on my podcast about Trevor Lawrence, and I talked about the prospect of him getting hurt and – um, it, 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 it's possible. I mean, it's always possible, especially in this day and age with guys being mobile and, and the way things go. But can you, is it a scenario where you think for the first two or three times when he gets hit next year, every time he does, people are going to hold their breath and wonder, uh, is he okay? And, and, and is that knee strong enough? And, and all of that stuff. And how long do you think it's going to take before people get over that? Oh, a while. A while, because I don't think there's been many times, and not that the Bengals have won a lot over the years, and I think fans uh, have been beaten up by the organization, so to speak, with the, the playoff failures in the, the mid-2010s. But, man, the Joe Burrow injury was so devastating to the fan base and to the momentum that it felt like this team and this organization was going in the right direction. And so now knowing that he is the, the key, and is going to be the key if they're going to get over the hump, then absolutely his health has got to be the number one priority. And that's why, in a way, it's it's so great to see him back out there. Obviously, you want him back out there in general. But if this team is going to get to where the Bengals hope they can get to, and obviously fans are cheering for them to get to, they need number nine to to not only be healthy, 
but be great, not good, great. And so that's a, a long, steep hill to climb when you're talking about a guy who suffered a, a really devastating knee injury in November. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to take plenty, of, a long time, really, where fans are not holding their breath. The good news is, is I, I think uh, after a couple of hits, Joe's going to bounce right back up and, and, and feel normal and do exactly what he does. So th- that's the part of it that I think is interesting. He's a really strong strong-willed person, confident both mentally and physically, but it's going to be put to the test a little bit when he is cleared for full contact, and whether that's in preseason or week one, it's going to happen at some point, and when it does, he's going to have to take some hits, and I think there is a mental hurdle he's going to have to to get over, and uh, hopefully we can see it sooner rather than later. And he has a fun style of playing. He runs around a little bit and moves around. So I think early on, you'll probably see him be a little bit more of a pocket guy. Ironically, he actually got hurt in the pocket. And you know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But uh, I think we, I really wanted to discuss him today because I think a lot of us have forgotten how good he played and how great he played because everybody has Justin Herbert fever. But Joe Burrow was playing <laughs> light, lights out, man. And he was getting it done at a very, very high level. And I hope uh, for for you guys' sake, and I hope for him, too, because he's a good guy, I hope he's able to come back next year and play pretty well. We got some other quarterbacks with some things to prove, and we're going to talk about them in segment number two. Who has the most to prove? I'm going to name them real quick. Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Matthew Stafford. James and I will go through that here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday, and we'll do that in just a second. I got to tell you folks first about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar Ever. And when I say ever, I mean absolutely ever. Not right now, ever. It's because it's covered in 100% chocolate and it tastes like a candy bar. And I'm telling you, they really, really know how to get it done. They focused on nine delicious flavors and that's what they have. But they have the occasional limited time flavor that they also bring you. I'm going to name them for you. It's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. Ooh and salted caramel, which happens to be my personal favorite because I love the contrast between the salt and the caramel. Look, and I'm working out, so they only have 17 grams of, uh, well, they have 17 powerful grams of protein with only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of carbs. And you can get your share of Built Bars by going to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your next or your first order of Built Bar. Make sure you take advantage of that offer today and also follow them on social media on Twitter at at bar underscore built so you can follow along and get all of those specials. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and I stand by that. All right, we welcome back to uh, Locked on NFL on a Wednesday with James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. It's getting busy with uh, all of the camps and the OTAs and and uh, did they have a? I'm in Minneapolis. How how's participation being up on the non-voluntary stuff for Cincinnati? Is it is it high because the Jaguars had like ninety some odd percent people? One hundred percent. Everybody, everybody was at Bengals camp, and it. Uh, I think it had a lot to do with Burrow. It had a lot to do with a lot of new faces, and they're sick of being bad, Tony. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if it helps. The the OTA participation helps turn things around in Cincinnati. Nothing will do that like a team that has faith in its quarterback or guys that are afraid to lose their job. Speaking of quarterbacks and jobs, this year we'll have a lot of guys under pressure, all of the quarterbacks are under pressure, but I wanted to name a few and we'll give our opinions on them. Of course, we've talked about Matthew Stafford and his new situation uh, in L.A., 
the reason why I think there's pressure on Matt is because we've sort of given Matt Stafford a little bit of a mulligan because we kind of point at the Detroit situation and we blame the organization and we blame the coaches. And I've seen guys like Dan Orlovsky talk about how they shouldn't have fired a Caldwell and Patricia came in and tried to change this stuff and nothing was wrong. Nothing had to be changed. So all of these things that have gone on in Detroit, Matthew Stafford now has to go and really, really lay it on the line and, and really produce in L.A. Because if he doesn't, people are going to take that finger and point it right back at him. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. Like from a pressure standpoint, this is it. Matthew Stafford gets the opportunity, but with great opportunity becomes great pressure, right? It's just like the responsibility. Uh, great power come, becomes great responsibility. Stan Lee. And that's uh, it's the same thing here with Matthew Stafford. It could go great at the same time. There's an expectation that was not there in Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at least from a national perspective. You know, the Lions fans might have said, all right, well, this is the, the number one pick. He should save us, you know, and, and he might have walked into that. I understand that. But nationally, I don't think uh, really at all during Matthew Stafford's career with the Lions was anyone saying, hey, they should make a, an NFC championship game type run. Well, now they should because right. they have the coach. They have all these weapons. They have the the best defensive player in the NFL in Aaron Donald and then the best cornerback in the NFL in Jalen Ramsey. That They're built to win. They're built to win now, and they believe they have the quarterback. And that's why there's a lot of pressure on uh, Matthew Stafford here. But, hey, if he answers the bell, he could be a legend. And if he folds, well, then he can, uh, he can be one of those guys that all, had all the talent but never really won anything. No doubt about it. Let's go to two other guys that are connected by one person. If you listen to all the rumors, we're talking quarterbacks, but I thought about Julio Jones. Now there's two guys that may be connected to Julio, depending on who you talk to. One is obviously Matt Ryan, who has been throwing in the ball his entire career, but the other is apparently the dude that they say he wants to play with in Cam Newton, which one of those guys this year has the most uh, to prove that we don't know. Now I think, the guy that might prove the most might be the guy who's actually throwing the Julio once all of this, all of the dust settles. But <laughs> for me, I would think that with all of the guys opting back in uh, that the Patriots, Cam Newton's going to have something to prove because he got a little rookie breathing down his neck too. Well, it's not just that he's on another one year deal. And if you're Matt Ryan, I think you've still shown enough and you've been consistent enough to where you're going to be a starter in the NFL next year. Cam Newton not, might not be a starter week eight. If he if he doesn't play well and at a high level, so you're right. Having Mac Jones in that building, um, it, there's there's pressure on him to show that not only can he be QB one on day one, but where can he end up going? And maybe it is New England if he plays really well this year. Maybe he stands or stays around. I'm not ruling that out, but he's got to earn a job, and, and that's kind of what it was last year. He went into the Patriots thinking that. Heck, he didn't even move his family from Charlotte. They stayed put, and he was up there in New England and and trying to, to make it. They liked him enough to bring him back for another year, but uh, will he be able to get one more big contract, get one more big commitment? That's, uh, that's a lot of pressure. So there is pressure on Cam Newton. Not that he needs the money by any stretch, but to keep that, uh, that starting job or, or continue to be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL there's pressure there especially with his injury history no doubt about it finally last but not least two dudes for two different reasons one is Jameis Winston who is 
is just hilarious with his workout videos and the facial expressions. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I love that. But he, he has a lot to prove. And uh, you could really change the narrative about the way a lot of people feel about it if he plays extremely well and is able to not. All he has to do is just not turn the ball over. And on the flip side, Derek Carr. Has Derek Carr sort of skated underneath this cloud of he ain't ready yet or this cloud of, they need to upgrade because Oakland didn't address the quarterback position, but I'm not sure if they can really win with him, but he's probably too good to cut. Uh, yeah, he he is too good to cut. I think he's a, a quality starting quarterback that uh, you're right. It's like, yeah, there's not enough around him, but at the same time, he's not good enough to carry it. But on the flip side, and this is, is sort of like Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, this is kind of your your chance to let the rest of the league know you're still a starter and that you're still one of the 32 best. And so from a pressure standpoint, I think it's him. Can he not only take the reins from Drew Brees and keep the Saints afloat, which I think is possible for sure, but show that this isn't just a one-year thing, that that Sean Payton has his his quarterback. I mean, you're talking about a former number one overall mm-hmm. pick. And so Carr, I think Carr is still going to be a starter somewhere over the next few years. Jameis Winston, he's fighting for that. And uh, he's going to have a good shot at it. I mean, what better situation than Alvin Kamara in the backfield, a quality offensive line, Michael Thomas at receiver, and then you got a guy like Sean Payton coaching you. So he's got the the chance here, and, and he's in the opportunity, and he's got a season. No doubt about it, man. So guys are going to be playing under pressure. We didn't even mention the young guys like Tua, and because I'm going to give those guys a break. They they have we have to at least let them get into the league and and start to try to prove themselves a little bit. And uh, I don't think the young guys, we, we can't start talking about maybe replacing them. And by the way, when I say cut, I don't mean just cutting from the team. I just mean if the organization and with the Raiders, it just got to the point where they go, we, we need to upgrade. I think Minnesota's there. I don't mm-hmm. think they ever think they're going to win with Kirk Cousins. I think at some point they, and you, you heard, you saw in the draft that they were looking to possibly even make a move for, for Justin Fields. So that's where I think we are with those quarterbacks to have something proved this year. And all five of those guys might absolutely uh, get to the point where they change my mind and my line of thinking with uh, where they are in their respective careers. All right, coming up in third and final segment, we're going to focus a little bit on the draft to the NFL, how the NFL was able to find something this offseason that they just weren't able to find uh, over the course of the last few years. And this came straight from an NFL scout. He told me it was the hardest position, and that's free safety, but some teams were able to address it this year. What changed? We'll talk about it in segment number three here on Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on your favorite sports. Football is gone right now, but, man, you can't tell me nothing about baseball and the NFL right now at this minute it is getting hot because basketball, the NBA right now is on fire. The teams that are supposed to win aren't winning, and that's when you're supposed to be able to take advantage uh, and make, make make you some good bets. Baseball, it seems like every other day somebody's almost throwing a no-hitter. So the action is hot and heavy right now, and if you want to bet and you want to win, betonline.ag is the best place for you to do that because they give you all the information that you need on the sporting action before the games actually start, which will help change your result once the games begin. If you head over to website, to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code locked on. 
BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get on on the action and into the game as your teams prep for their runs in the playoffs and to position themselves. Boxing is still coming up. More MMA is coming up, and BetOnline is the place for you to be. The promo code is locked on for you to access your 50% welcome bonus. You need to do it and act today. All right, segment three here on a Locked On NFL Wednesday. James, I don't know about you, but teams had the hardest time finding free safeties. Now, I know Cincinnati, they got Jesse Bates, I believe. So uh, if I'm not, I think Jesse Bates is on. He was one of my favorite players when he came out of Wake Forest. And mm-hmm. I, they don't have a problem finding free safeties. But I stood on the sidelines at Jaguars practice one day. And a guy who was on the, in the scouting department who now coaches in college football told me that free safeties were the hardest thing to find other than quarterbacks because the way colleges were playing, they did not they did not translate well to the NFL. Now that the NFL is actually playing more the way the colleges play as opposed to the old school way, it seems like more teams are finding success. And this year, three guys that play a traditional free safety found them a home within the first three rounds of the draft. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's the thing is you see uh, a free safety shortage. And I didn't realize how much a difference maker the Bengals needed in the the back end until Jesse Bates got there, right? It, it, it hides so many flaws on, on a flawed secondary. And so you see these teams – Go after safeties that are, are going to be game changers, hopefully, right? They 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 view them that way. And that's why we saw them late or, or early, excuse me, early round two, right? And and I like some of these fits. Yeah, Trayvon Merrick ended up with the Raiders, and uh the Raiders don't traditionally play the way he played in college, but everyone says that's a good fit. There have been rave reviews for Javon Holland, who had some big cosigns from a lot of uh, former NFL people that I know. And he's been in Miami, and they really, really love him and the way that he plays. Of course, they're still trying to figure out how to replace Minka that they traded away. And then here in Jacksonville, Andre Sisko, a kid that had a, a second-round grade on him or a late first-round grade, he was out of Syracuse. He's coming off of a knee injury. He plays uh, with his with his hair on fire and his feet on fire, like Urban Meyer has discussed. He just flies in off the screen. More of these free safeties are now being able to be found. And the reason why is because the NFL has changed what they're looking for. No longer are they looking for the guys, in my opinion, that could play 10, 12 years ago because the game has changed more to to the college game. And these guys are more ready to play now and they don't have to sit there. And it's it's, it's like you don't need to be as smart as Ed Reed was anymore in order to be a free safety in the NFL because they're not asking you to diagnose and do the things that Ed Reed had to diagnose and do. It's just an interesting look when we look at the draft and we try to see what's available next year, what teams are going to need. A trend was now broken. Free safeties have gotten back into play. And I think it's refreshing uh, that uh, the league has adapted to be able to find a way to get these guys on the field early. And it's a passing league now. So having guys that can cover that type of ground and yeah, they're not going to be at read, even Jesse Bates, as good as he is. And I think he's probably the most underrated safety uh, in the league. And I think Bengals fans are smiling from ear to ear hearing you talk about him because outside of Cincinnati, I'm not sure a lot of people are paying attention, maybe pro football focus, but in general, a lot of people don't know who Jesse Bates is. Um, With that said, what a game changer it can be if you have a quarterback on the back end, someone that can read the field like that and, and anticipate because 
let's be honest here. You're facing a, a pretty good to high-end quarterback every week if you're playing a good team. Uh, you know, every single time. Like, if the Jags end up being good, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be a, an eight-time Pro Bowler, right? Well, then it, you have to go up against him twice a year if you're in that division. Or you have to go up against, insert whoever, right? In the AFC North, the team I cover, they have to play Baker, former number one pick, former first rounder and Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson, MVP, Lamar Jackson. And then, oh, yeah, the the slouch of the group seems to be a two-time Super Bowl champion, Big Ben. So having a guy on the back end read the quarterback, make plays on the ball, it just uh, it helps hide flaws if you do lose a starting cornerback or your linebackers aren't the best. And heck, I know uh, Tyron Matthew isn't necessarily this, but ask the Chiefs how valuable he is and just the plays that he can make and how versatile he is. So safety play matters for sure. It does matter. And and you made some very, very valid points as to why it matters. If you don't think that it matters, I'll stay right there in your, in your own division at AFC North. You don't think it matters? Cleveland used a high second round pick on Grant Delpit last year and he got hurt. And I think he's going to be back. They still went mm-hmm. out and got that Jones kid and paid him a bunch of money from over with the Los Angeles Rams. So teams are really, really investing in the center field. And you have to with guys uh, like Jamar Chase in the division and 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 with guys like uh, uh, Hill out at Kansas City and some of these young guys, that, because these teams are really, really trying to take the top off the defense and make those safeties have to be able to have cover skills like corners. All right, man. So today's podcast, as always, uh, is brought to you by Peacock and Williams. And I have to mention Peacock and Williams because they have a fantastic podcast that they bring you every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Brian is an NFL analyst and Matt is a former NFL scout and they give you the goods. And then the Locked On Today podcast, man, is the cold truth with Peter Bukowski every single day. Early in the morning, 20 straight minutes of the hardest hitting stories from around sports that will give you a chance to to wake up and know all the action because he taps in to the uh, local experts. So you can find them both on the Odyssey app and make sure you subscribe uh, on the Odyssey app when you get to those programs James and I will be back with you next Wednesday here on Locked on Jaguars with another hot show. Make t- make sure you tune in the rest of the week to the other guys here on Thursday and Friday because Locked on NFL is your podcast. That's your daily podcast, and we bring you all the news. James, man, it's been fun, man. I guess we'll see you next week. Yep, can't wait. Hopefully we have more good injury news across the league. Good injury news, not bad injury news. But James Rapine to Tony Wiggins is Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. Take care.